Have you ever thought about that while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb? I did. I actually bought two homes in Albuquerque that I Airbnb'd, and it was just an amazing investment, honestly, because, you know, as you are accruing value in your property, you are also making money on the Airbnbs. It's amazing. So your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila is a must-have. It's an award-winning tequila. It's infused with real juice, with real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. It's real. So you need like two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. Hey, um, you know how I'm always trying to keep my house parties exciting? New cocktails? <laughs> do you? Yeah. Okay, well, here's something that's going to flip the script. Okay. All right. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more about this, right. Oliver Hudson. Yeah, 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila that's infused with juice from real fruits. You only need two to three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. Wait a minute. I think I know what brand you're talking about. You know why? Yeah. Because 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend. It's female founded. That's right. See? Sounds See like how I know? Something I can get behind. I know. Well, there's a good story behind that for sure. Listen, if you love tequila... You have to try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Kate Hudson. And my name is Oliver Hudson. We wanted to do something that highlighted our relationship. And what it's like to be siblings. We are a sibling rivalry. No, no. Sibling rivalry. Don't do that with your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Sibling rivalry. That's good. Are you okay, Ollie? I hate my dogs. Okay, because I just want to tell everybody that's listening that Oliver just looks so um anno- like you're annoyed you're frustrated you feel like like it's like it's like there's like a look on your face <laughs> that's like something's wrong my I, I just I'm tired of my dogs I, I almost want to take a picture of what donut did to my back house because it's like such a great <laughs> example of like the dog you never want. Except then yeah. there's these moments where he like. Oh, he's, he's cute and he's great. and He's a bulldog and he's so funny and he's hysterical. And, right. You know, but no, but but. Yeah. Back to what you're saying. <laughs> I know. I'm just I, I talking totally... about how there's a, a sense of a, sometimes of entitlement. Yeah. Uh, when people are looking to get a job and like, I don't know what, I don't know what that feels like because even now in my career, I'm still like, I'll still work for a job, you know, I'll still audition, I'll still show up and do whatever I need to do. If I want to do something, I put everything into it. I have no ego about it. You know what I mean? 
Um, like if you want anything, you have to go for it, which means mm-hmm. you need to follow up the importance of following up. Like if you're going to interview with someone, if you're going to audition with someone, like there's, there's something that is a wonderful thing when you can call someone and say, Hey, what a blast. Thank you for taking mm-hmm. the time to see me audition. Thank you for taking the time for this interview. And I really hope that it works out. If not, I hope something down the line can. And you right. know what I mean? Like, it, it goes such a long way. Oh, for sure. I mean, even just from a strategic standpoint, forget about whether you are believing it or not. Just strategically, it's a good thing to do. You know, it's like, hey, this was great. You stay in, in their minds and, and relating it back to Allison and her trying to find an intern. Yeah, I mean, it's these kids, these college kids, I guess, they just don't really give much of a shit, I guess. that's Maybe it's a generational thing. I mean, But no, but that's, it's interesting that you just said that, Ollie, because you're like, it's a good strategy. And I, I think when, when it comes to manifestation, it's not about strategy. It's about... Like it's about what you're putting into practice as a as a life practice without expecting outcome. Mm-hmm. Like manifestation only occurs when the outcome is about what you're putting out, not what you're getting back. Does that make sense? Like I believe that I manifested not because I expected an 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 outcome i manifested because i literally just put it out and mm-hmm. in my mind if it's not that it's this if it's not going to be this it's going to be something over here like manifestation doesn't necessarily happen the way you have an expectation for it to happen or how you can strategize or calculate it it's more like how you it, it it's honestly it's it's the foundation of the nishran uh buddhism Right. Nichiren Daishonen, Namyoho Rengeko. Namyoho Rengeko. That I've been doing, that your ex-girlfriend, remember, she was the first one that I knew who mm-hmm. did it. And then my my one of my trainers, Nicole, did it. And then I started doing it. And I've always been doing it, in and out of doing that, most of my... Do you just do the chants or do you do the actual book? I do the whole thing. I do the, I do the prayer. I do the chant. I chant. And then I meditate. But I... Always go back to it because it it there's something about that that energy of manifestation that I appreciate and it's and 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 sometimes it becomes really materialistic for people and that's where I think it doesn't work. That's it's funny you say that because that's one of the reasons why I stopped because I would go to these meetings I, I was like kind of deep into it and these people would be like if you want a new car just say nam yoho renge I'm like <laughs> this seems weird I don't know. <laughs> I'm like. That's not the essence of it. No, but that's not the essence of it. I mean, if you, if you read, if you read a lot of, uh, the quotes of the, of what's his name? um, I used to, I had the whole thing memorized back in the day. I knew, I knew the whole book by heart. That's so great. Um, okay. So. Soko Gakkai. Yeah. Soko Gakkai International. Um, man. That was such a big part of my life for a while. It's so weird. You know, I watched the documentary Tina, which, by the way, yeah, if, how any, good if anyone hasn't seen that, please watch it. Well, she's like <laughs> so one of good. she's like my hero. You know, always she's so like, badass. She's it's she crazy. is so 
So yeah. badass. She's oh. such a rock star. And you don't realize, like, the thing I love about Tina Turner so much is her struggle was so real. And it just, and forever. How about being Tina Turner, Ike and Tina, everything that she went through, and then going 15 years and she couldn't get, she couldn't yeah. get, a, a, how about the, the recognition? Hold on a second. I hope nobody takes this personally, but I mean what I'm about to say. Okay. Don't take it personally. You should just be accountable to this. The fact that a record label or any record label executive was like, I don't believe in Tina Turner as an artist is everything that's wrong with with any industry that doesn't understand like when you're when you're when you're too like caught up in your algorithm or your slates or your thing you lose sight of the artist and it took it took these it took these two amazing cheerleaders for her one inside of the of the record company who literally like begged and her manager to say she's a she's a star she's a light she's a like how how can we not bring Tina mm-hmm. Turner back into the like into the mm-hmm. front of like you know she needs to be playing mm-hmm. stadiums mm-hmm. oh the story just kills me what I loved about Tina is that she was a rock star and she knew it. She's like, I'm not yeah. a, I'm not a, everything that anybody wanted her to be a pop star or this, like she was a rock star. And when you saw yeah. her perform, you, there's nobody better. Like yeah. there's no, no better female rock star. She's just fucking oh. all fire. She's fire. Oh, it's, it's crazy. It was, that was a really great documentary. I'm glad. I'm glad you saw it because I, I watched it a while ago and I was thinking about you that how much you would love that documentary. But, but the thing is, is there's this misconception that with fame that it wasn't and this I mean, it's for anybody that it's not worked for like mm-hmm. that with the success of like, you know, anybody that for some reason it all just comes easily because money buys you success. It's like, no, 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 that's not how any of this works any of that works, you know? And that's such a great story that I really never really understood about Tina Turner, that that part of her life, her, her thirties and forties, I mean, Mm -hmm. her hit record happened, like, wasn't it in her late (laughs) mid to late forties? She was like 50 and she was playing the stadiums. I mean, that was just, oh, and then seeing her like in her home now with her husband, the story with, I, I just, that whole thing, I don't even know why we got onto this, but because of because of her Buddhism, like that's how she came out of Ike. Basically, that's how she found her strength to sort of right. separate and say, "I'm my own woman." Like, fuck off, right? I can, I'm I'm me. Yeah, you know? and, and and that was because of Nichiren Daishonin Buddhism, Namyo Renge Kyo, basically. So when I watched that, that's where that's what that was. Uh, when I watched that, I then it was like a reminder to me. Oh, I should, mm-hmm. I should start chanting. Sorry. Again. Yeah. And I did. I still do on airplanes. Like when I take off, like I, I, I go through my beads and go through, but I don't do the actual practice anymore. I remember when I was going through a really hard time in love and it sort of felt like that thing of, you know what, I, I guess a lot of women might relate to this, but sort of you come out of something that doesn't feel good. Then you try to like reevaluate 
And sometimes you go and you look around and you try to find, you know, a source of validation through, you know, any kind of male adoration or flirtation. And then you like kind of start dating and you're always disappointed. There's always somebody like rejecting you or kind of feeling Mm -hmm. like it should be something else. And you're going through this sort of trying to figure out like how to get your feet back on the ground after having a hard relationship. And that's the first time I started with the Nishran Buddhism. And I have to say it calmed all of that down for me because it was sort of like being able to know that I was what I was putting out as I was meditating, as I was chanting about love was about the best love, not necessarily what was like there at the time or what was Mm -hmm. sort of percolating, but like trusting that it would find its way, you know, Uh, it didn't Mm -hmm. work for a couple of, for many years. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you know, but, but the point of it is that in, 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 as you're doing that, it's sort of like the love that you find and that you're really manifesting is in yourself and, for mm-hmm. yourself right. and feeling good in yourself and realizing right. that what you were actually asking for had nothing to do with that. It had to do with feeling love for your for yourself. Things like that that I love about. Um, I like that it was active. You know, I mean, I'm meditating more than I have in a minute now. And, and it's not easy. You have good days, bad days, good meditations, bad meditations. But you're quiet. Yes, you can listen to something. But what's nice about chanting is the active nature of it, the droning, the trance-like state that you can almost put yourself in after, you know, a few minutes. Mm. And I, I, I like that. You know, it's, it's, it's a proactive meditation in, in a sense. I have to take a picture of my altar because I also have, it's like, that's exactly, that's exactly how I feel about it. It's like I chant and then I sit and then I actually pull cards. I have like all these different cards and I'll like feel Mm -hmm. different cards. Like I've goddess cards. I have uh, spirit animal cards. I have my tarot cards and I start pulling from things to, you know, kind of then I kind of sort of ask to, receive what the message is for the day or for a particular situation. It's fun. You can make it fun. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, you're letting your intuition take over too. Um, we're in a uh, Saturn Mercury, I told you, till October. How has that been for you so far? It's been amazing. Has it? Good. Good. <laughs> yeah, it's been great. I feel great. Good. I feel great. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I'm on top of the world. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Have you been reflecting, on all reflecting properly? <laughs> oh, You've been going through your reflections? Uh, um, yeah, no, I've been reflecting on... <laughs> uh, it's too negative. I don't want to get into negative space. I, it's just in the quest to figure out what is wrong... You realize, and it's no fault of the doctors because they have a thousand patients, but no one really gives a shit. You know what I mean? And I understand it because how can they be so attentive to each patient, right? Take my sweating and whatever the fuck it is that I'm going through. No one really gives a shit. They're going to give you a little up, 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 and, but you have to care for yourself. You have to be proactive in pushing them to say, no, 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 no. I want this. I want this. I want this. You gotta go to I don't doctor. care if you say no. We're gonna, he's like Dr. House. You mean Hugh Laurie? 
Yeah. I've been trying to DM Hugh Laurie on, <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> um, and I'm going to do it. I'm, I got to do it. I got to do it. I, I, I texted you this morning like a sort of a, a half text because I just said, Dr. is, and I, I literally like sent it by accident. <laughs> what does it what does it say? He's <laughs> <laughs> you know, a doctor I might. Yeah. Yeah. And then I this is the state I'm in. I can't even finish a sentence. <laughs> um, and I <laughs> Really excited to tell you about Olive and June. They are a Manny system, and this Manny system is the answer to salon perfect nails at home. Who doesn't love a Manny? Uh, Oliver, I know he loves a Manny these days. I have a daughter. She's seven years old. I do her nails. I go to the market and I buy her these glue-ons that I cannot stand. This is a game changer, okay? For me even as a dad. So the polish lasts seven plus days, does not chip, and it comes with all the tools you need in one box. So it's only five steps. And it comes with Poppy, a patented brush handle, making it so easy to paint with both of your hands. I don't know about you, but that's always been my, I mean, I'm getting a little better at it, but actually painting, I'm left-handed. So painting my left hand with my right hand is always the worst part. <laughs> um, but they made this amazing brush that really helps you so the paint goes on really easy. It's cruelty-free and vegan. It's affordable. Uh, it's, you know, a Manny system with six polishes breaks down to $2 per Manny. And now you get 20% off your first Manny system with our code SIBLING. Your new nail life is here. So get 20% off your first Manny system when you use promo code SIBLING at oliveandjune.com. We're done with expensive bad Mannies. This is the new us, okay? Policy genius, life insurance, Oliver. Policy genius. Policy genius, makes it easy to compare quotes over a dozen top insurers all in one place. Let's think about this for a second. Okay, summer begins. You know what that means. It's time to save on life insurance. If you're thinking about summer, you're thinking about saving on life insurance. That's just a natural progression. That way you'll have a bigger budget for summer things like pool floats and hard seltzers. You could save up to $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using them. So I think it's important to make sure that you're getting the right policy at the right price. So here's how it works. You go to policygenius.com, right? In minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you want or that you need. You compare personalized quotes to find your best price. And when you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and scheduling for free. Policy Genius never sells your information to other companies. Don't worry about that. Privacy matters. They understand that Policy Genius doesn't add on extra fees. It's really a no-brainer. Okay, so head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. 
Emails. Emails. <laughs> um, uh, we got some long ones today. Oh, you want to go first? I can do the long one. Yeah, yeah. So I tried to pre-read some of these just so I could get the emotion out. Um, let's see if it worked. Uh, <laughs> hi, Kate and Oliver. I don't usually reach out like this, but I just had to tell you how much I love Lisa Genova. Mm. That's up. And how great it was to listen to her on your podcast. My sweet mother had Alzheimer's and there were days when I felt like I was the one losing my mind. There was so much I wasn't prepared for and did not understand. After a few years in, I came across her amazing book, Still Alice. It completely changed the way I interacted with my mom because the story was told from the person with the disease perspective. It gave me insight to what my mother had been going through. That in turn helped me help her. It was a nine-year journey with my mom, but through it all, I relied on what I learned from that book. A few years ago, I started an Alzheimer's caregiver support group on Facebook. And when a new member joins, the first thing I do is recommend they read Still Alice because I learned that the disease will test the patience of even the best of us. So learning to understand and being able to empathize with your loved one is crucial. So thank you for having such an important conversation on your podcast. Peace and love, Georgia. Oh, Georgia. <clears throat> I know. I mean, I got it. Alzheimer's is such a terrible disease and mm. you know it's like when you think about um and yeah lisa was awesome i mean she you know and and i love that she does fiction fiction those are you know still alice is a fictional book but then she just wrote her nonfiction, which is what we had her on to sort of right talk about but but yeah i mean i have you know friends who've gone through it with their parents who have either had early set on Alzheimer's or even later in their life. And it's just so hard. I mean, it's so mm. hard to, 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 it's, a, it's for everyone, I think, to experience. Yeah. No, that was, I, I love that podcast. You know, and it's funny because she talks about hydration and water. Yeah. You know, for your brain. And it's funny because it's just weirdly popping up in my news feeds and whatever. I don't know why, but this, sort of hydration for your brain is crucial for so many things, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I need more of it, honestly. I got to drink more water. We need to nose breathe, too. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you, Georgia, for writing that. Thank you, Georgia. We, we, uh, we're sorry about your mama and... Um, but, and know, by the way, amazing I'm, things do it. And, you know, it's and well, starting a caregiver support group is so nice too. Because, yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I think at the end of all of this, I was watching. Um, We're here on Netflix. Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. It's the it's the drag uh, show that they bring into oh, yeah. these town. I was watching it, and there was this moment where I'm like, all anybody <clears throat> is looking for, literally in life, is to be loved and supported. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like the basic need mm-hmm. and, yeah. and all conflict and all pain and suffering all comes from not feeling loved or supported. It's just crazy. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just like, and, and, and something becomes such, you, you see it. It's such an easy thing to see and such a hard thing for people to do. Mm-hmm. But in a situation like this, to have like for people 
who are going through it through Alzheimer's with a parent or starting the process of knowing that, you know, they are um, kind of in, infected and inflicted. Mm-hmm. Such a not a nice thing to do, Georgia, to start that group. Um, okay. Hi, Kate and Oliver. My name is Wendy. I have been listening to your podcast since the very beginning. Ever since finding Almost Famous in my teens, I've been inspired by the character Penny Lane, which led me to the real loving person you are, Kate. I have a vision board with inspiration from you because I want that energy you give off and love for life and family in my own life. Oliver, you remind me so much of my brother who I'm constantly chasing. (laughs) (laughs) Your laugh and natural humor bonds everyone together in the room and is exactly what I love about my brother, Brad, Mm -hmm. and wish I had. Also, we can't talk about our love for our family without choking up and our voice cracking. (laughs) (laughs) No one in our family can. That's like us. That's so so funny. funny. It's a funny sketch. It's a funny like (laughs) sketch of some kind where you have a family who's just highly emotional, hyper emotional family. (laughs) They can barely get through a family dinner without crying. All of them. That's like our family. (laughs) Mm. Uh, I mean, have we ever gone through Thanksgiving without like everyone crying at some point? No, no. Oh, and then the best is when new people come to our Thanksgiving and like they see it and then they're like, they're like the worst. They're like, oh my God, oh, yeah. they haven't cried in years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're like. <laughs> no, I know. They, they just feel an obligation. They're like, oh shit, it's coming around to me. I have to do what I'm thankful just, for. Oh fuck. I'm going to cry crying. now. So. Uh, no one in our family can. We say I love you every time we hang up the phone or leave each other. When we leave each other, it's comical how many times we hug and say I love you on the way to the car. I just turned 39 this week and my brother will be 50 on June 2nd. That sounds crazy to say because I still feel 20-ish. So do I. And he mm-hmm. hasn't aged since he was 30. Ugh. Same with me. <laughs> <laughs> My brother and I are 11 years apart, and our family is super close. Our parents have been married for 52, going on 53 years. I'm the baby, and for as long as I can remember, I've been chasing my brother or waiting on him to come home. I was seven when he went to college in Atlanta, two hours away from my hometown in Columbus, Georgia. I thought he would move back home when he graduated, but he didn't. I remember him coming home and coming up to my room after graduation. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you're going to cry now? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, finally, it's you and not me. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm crying. <laughs> I think it's just because there's so much love here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this should totally be a sketch. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, like, like, it's nothing. I'm, like, not even crying over anything. I remember him coming home and coming up to my room after graduation and telling me he was moving to Greenville, Greenville, South Carolina, and we both cried. And when I was on an adult, when I was an adult on a family vacation at the beach, uh, he told my mom and dad and I he was moving to Thailand for three years. And me and mom cried in the hotel room. <laughs> he was supposed to stay three years and stayed seven. I love his love for adventure and crazy ideas. 
but I also only remember the feeling of missing him all the time, like I've gotten the short end of the stick with a sibling. I feel like an only child when he is away, and when he is home for the holidays or visits, that is when I feel everything is as it should be. We all laugh and are happy. I've followed his love of music and concerts and bands he has exposed me to because they make me feel like I have a connection when he isn't there. My brother lives in Bangkok, Thailand now with my sister-in-law and niece. They moved three years ago back to Thailand from Greenville, South Carolina. And we talked about how nice it would be when he moves back if we all lived in the same city. Well, in 2019, I was listening to your Thanksgiving episode in my kitchen on the counter, and I was laughing and kept thinking, how funny, we just talking about Thanksgiving. That's Yeah, I know. That's so funny. That was like that Thanksgiving. Um, I'm going to start crying again. I don't know why. Um, and I was laughing and kept thinking how much I feel like Kate and how much Oliver reminds me of my brother with the singing and laughing. And I thought, you know what? I want to somehow live near my brother. I don't want to only see him during the holidays. I wrote my goal and vision on a piece of paper and hid it behind something else pinned on my vision board. I don't know why Mm. I hid it. I had no idea how it would happen, but the universe made its move. And my job asked me if I wanted to move in the middle of a pandemic in 2020 to Greenville. I decided to make it happen. I sold my house I loved and my husband, our beautiful six-year-old daughter, Savannah, and our golden retriever moved to Greenville for a chance of a new adventure. My hidden agenda to be near Brad finally when he comes home. We moved away from all security and my parents, who I used to see daily for a chance to live near my brother for once. It was hard. Mm. We rent my brother's house and had hopes of him moving back soon, but now it might be 2023 now before he moves back. Guess I'll keep waiting. But you know what? God has a way of working all things out. We love our new adventure here and feel like we're finally living in a great town. We've met new friends. My husband loves his new job. Savannah loves her new school. And I still have hope that one day we will all live together and have that loving relationship that you guys show on every episode. We think we can talk my parents into living in both cities if we are both in Greenville throughout the year. It gives me hope. Until then, I'll keep listening if you will keep sharing. Thanks for bringing sunshine into so many people's lives with your podcast. We are all saying me too in our own ways. Love y'all. Oh, Wendy. I know. Start by saying that I've been to Greenville. I've been to Greenville a ton. Like I play in a golf tournament there for the last however many years. Oh, and Greenville's really? awesome. Is yeah, it? Greenville's amazing. Love Greenville. Mm. For, I love this letter. so much. And you know what? It's so funny, isn't it? Because it's like, it's true. Like there's certain people, it's like her brother's out there like doing all these things and doesn't, it's like you're just, it's like their brains are just different. Like she stayed closer to her parents and didn't go and do those kinds of things. And was always longing that her brother would be around and they'd have some sort of normal kind of, it's going to come. She's going to, that, that to me is a, a great manifesting beginning. I, I I hope, I want Wendy to write us when it happens. But, uh, <laughs> It's so weird. I you know. Even prior to reading these emails, you started this whole thing off about talking about manifestation just in general. And then the first emails about her putting on her vision board, manifesting sort of this new life or that she where she can be closer to her brother. And it fucking happened. I mean, I, I, weird, man. 
I know. I love it. I love it. Awesome. And just the time that, that she took to write this, I don't know. It's I just, awesome. I just all, yeah, it's true. I, 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 it, it's so meaningful for, for, for me. I mean, I, I, I hope it is for other people listening too, but like when I hear stories like this, you realize that no matter how far away we all think we are, or by the way, people might think they are from me or you, Ollie, like, Mm-hmm. We're so interconnected. There's so much. There's, you know, people, we we think that, we think that on the outside that there's such a difference, that there's such, such a huge, you know, that, you know, I, I know a lot of people sometimes think that our lives aren't necessarily normal and they're not, they're, they're, they're not normal. Nobody's sure. life is normal. Right. But there's such a, there's, when it comes to family and dynamic and like how we all grow up and live and and how that, how that then sort of turns itself into who we are as adults and our relationships with our siblings and our parents. It's so connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I just think that it is, it's like, everyone wants to know, like, what's the secret? It's like, the secret is you got to connect to your shit. Because it's yeah. where we're all like we all that's where that's where every single human being's energy is connected. We all have uh, a different circumstances, similar stories. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. That's a it's a good point. We we really do. I mean, a lot of the feelings are the same. It doesn't necessarily mean that again circumstantially things might be different, but the root of some of these feelings. They're so interconnected, you know. The human experience is, is never is never s- truly singular. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, that's why you have to. That's why it's important to talk about these things and reach out. You know, even though you know you're not alone in the way that you feel, sometimes it's nice to actually hear that other people are experiencing this similar things. Yeah. You know, going back to the first email, the support group for Alzheimer's, it's like, yeah, everyone knows that you're, many people are suffering, you know, with caregiving for a loved one who has Alzheimer's, but it's nice to get into a place where you can talk and experience together and feel like you're a part of someone, something that is going through something similar. It's comforting. Wondrium. Mm. We're really excited to share this news, okay? So the the Great Courses Plus, which we have advertised on our show before, is now Wondrium. So we can still stream all of our favorites from the Great Courses, including videos created in partnerships with uh, National Geographic, Smithsonian, History, the Culinary Institute of America, and more. Plus, entirely new and exciting programs. So Wondrium provides amazing video and audio learning experiences. No, Wondrium is amazing. Like you get locked in, you start to binge it. I mean, you can go down rabbit holes too because you can start something and then, yeah, maybe that's cool. And then you're like, all right, now let's try something else. And then boom, you lock into something that you never thought that you would be that invested in. And then you go down that rabbit hole. It's really awesome. I mean- then the content is endless. There's uh, 
videos created in partnership with 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 National Geographic, with the Smithsonian, with the hit with history, with the Culinary Institute of America, and and much much more. So we can't wait for you to experience Wondrium. Prepare to have your mind blown. All right, for reals. So sign up now through our special URL to get this great offer. It's a fourteen day free trial of unlimited access everything all you can eat it's the sizzler buffet go now to wondrium.com slash sibling that's w-o-n-d-r-i-u-m dot com slash sibling wondrium.com slash sibling pete and jerry's eggs pete and jerry are a game changer for me i'm a big egg guy I like hard-boiled eggs. I like over medium. I like over easy. I had over easy this morning. I like egg salad. I like it all. I love me some eggies. Oh, my God. I love my eggs. I love my five-minute soft-boiled eggs. I know we've talked about this a lot. Um, mom, Mom's the reason. When she was, you know, when I was a baby, she just always made me the best soft-boiled eggs. Pete and Jerry's, excuse the language, is the shit. Pete and Jerry's hens are raised on small family farms. They roam as they please on grassy, organic pasture. No chemicals, no pesticides. They, they forage for grasshoppers and, and grubs. And they, they munch on supplemental organic feed, which, of course, never contains GMOs. And the benefits of a hen with that kind of life style and diet is that you can, you, you know, you'll get the best egg. Creamy, rich, uh, firm Deep golden yolk, which is always yummy, you know. Pete and Jerry's organic eggs, they take the guesswork out of buying the eggs. They've got the best in-class organic farming practices that are paired with the highest animal welfare standards. So the end result of that is it's the greatest egg that you can buy in the store. Okay, so right now, Pete and Jerry's is giving away a free dozen eggs to the first 100 listeners who go to PeteandJerry's.com slash sibling. To claim your free eggies, your dozen eggs, go to Pete and Jerry's, P-E-T-E-A-N-D-G-E-R-R-Y-S dot com slash sibling. Pete and Jerry's organic eggs are available nationwide at a fine grocer near you. All right. Hey, Kate and Oliver. Hope you guys are fabulous. Well, where to begin? I am Brittany from a small town in Georgia. I'm working at the hospital in the midst of the pandemic, along with helping manage the COVID vaccine clinics. My sister is actually working with the Department of Public Health, and she runs the vaccine clinics there. To say we are tired is an understatement. Mm. Uh, I'm sending you energy right now, Brittany. This podcast has helped me in so many ways. It's a place to go for tears, laughs, moments of realization. But really, you guys always make me take a step back in my life and really think about the happiness and joy I have received from my siblings. My siblings and I were not given the best childhood. Wait a minute. Allison, did you put a sad warning on this? (laughs) No, you did not. Okay, hold on. My siblings and I <laughs> were not given the best childhood. Oh, man. I have two brothers that are younger than me and one sister who is a year older than me. We sadly had a depressed, suicidal, bipolar mother, along with a father who had a very bad addiction to drugs. Eesh. We have so many horror stories of what we witnessed and what we emotionally felt at that moment. 
We were taken from our mother and father at a young age and spent years waiting to be reunited with our parents. Constant phone calls of asking mommy and daddy when they would pick us up. But yeah, it has caused us quite the abandonment issues. Yeah. My father always has chosen women and drugs over his kids. He has not witnessed any of our births. My mother tried her best to raise four children while constantly battling the demons of bipolar disorder. We sadly lost our mother to suicide about eight years ago, and my father is still trapped in the addiction world. Through many counseling sessions and tears, we have become quite amazing people regardless of what we have gone through. Wow, good for you. Jesus, that's tough. Through all of the trauma and heartache, my siblings and I have created quite the bond. We fight for one another. We are always there for one another. And me and my uh, me and my sister basically became mothers at quite a young age. We financially support our brothers and emotionally, really, etc. My brothers have turned out to be amazing young adults. My 17-year-old brother has his own business and was giving a lot of honors for baseball. He will graduate high school next year and will also be attending college, hopefully for baseball if he chooses. My other brother is also on the same baseball team and has been given many honor. He has bipolar, oh wow, and constantly fights his own demons every day. He has just gone into high school, volunteers at church groups to help others, works a job, and he is 15. My brothers are my pride and joy. My brothers are my pride and joy. They continue to give us a reason to work harder every day. My sister is the first college graduate in our family. And I'm still working on my college degree. With toxic family members, loss, gains, given responsibilities that were never supposed to be ours. My sister and I have turned out quite amazing. I am resentful of the fact that my parents were never the parents we needed. But whenever I think about it, it has molded us. It's that perseverance, man. It's just... Amazing. Um, It has molded us into quite amazing individuals. Everything we have lacked from our childhood was given to our brothers. Not to say it was a blessing of losing my parents, but we managed to make it. And it is quite uh, quite an amazing feeling. Thank you guys for your podcast. Kate, I've always loved you. You're such an inspiring woman. Oliver, such an amazing man. Both of your stories are inspiring. As you know, the emptiness of a parent disappointing you from a young age. Wishing you both lots of love, Brittany. Doof. I did pretty good. I did pretty good. Like I, I mean, won. I don't know if I'd say that. You kind of lost. <laughs> I, I just paused for but a long here, time. You know, you know I, look, this is one of those stories. This is This is like, you know, to me... I mean, I know that Brittany knows because she says that, you know, she is amazing. First of all, you are mm-hmm. amazing and your sister sounds amazing and your brothers sound amazing. Um, and amazing is, is, is the, is the word of this letter. Cause she says that a lot too. So it's what a beautiful thing to be putting that out. Yeah. But there. touching, but you touching know. on that real quick though, like Kate, like when she says we've turned out, we have both my sister and I've turned out quite amazing. Like you said, her owning that is awesome. Yeah, of you know course. What I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, because she knows. She knows. Yeah. She knows, and you struggle. I mean, those are things like, you know, I I don't know, you know, losing your parent to, to suicide and 
knowing that that's, I mean, it sounds like they've known that that was a possibility throughout mm-hmm. being, being young, but growing up with that kind of instability is a very hard thing to come out the other side and, and to just like keep fighting for a better life. And that sounds like that that is what not only Brittany and her sister is doing, but what they're, what they've given their brothers. And yeah. And now the 15 year old has bipolar as well. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's it's also, it's also an an unfortunate common story. Mm -hmm. Um, Meaning that again, you know, Brittany, the fam, they're, they're not alone. I'm sure through her therapy has realized that there's so many families who've, you know, go through this, you know, we were, we were talking about kids getting fostered with their siblings and, you know, it's just, uh, it's just that, you know, mental illness wreaks havoc on families if you can't get the right help. And, um, I just, I, my, my hope, and I'm sure that th- their brother is, is doing good and, and mm-hmm. is getting the right kind of counseling and, um, but mm. what an amazing story. I how old is Brittany? Did she say in this? She I don't think she did, did she? Well, I know that the brothers are 17 and 15. She didn't and say And she hasn't graduated college. I'm I'm assuming yet. she's in her twenties. You yeah, know. This is just unbelievable. I, I just I, I, wanna, I, know. Like, I wanna like talk it's, it's, to them. It's incredible. I mean the strength, again, in the middle, and I was like, just when I was trying to get through it, just the perseverance, the sort of saying, no, this is what we were dealt and we're going to make it better. We're going to do, you know what I mean? Like, it's just. Her sister graduating college and also probably working full time. I'm, I'm assuming like, they, look how, how hard they're working. And now mm-hmm. she's trying to, you know, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's just. It's just amazing. And, you know, addiction is a really scary thing because, you know, I always say sometimes you can't tell the smartest people you know to stop using drugs. It's just such a hard thing to get people to recognize when they have that kind of addiction, the importance of getting clean. You Mm -hmm. can't tell them they have to do it all on their own. You know, it's a really, really, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that their father doesn't have, isn't, you know, doesn't have all great qualities or could be, you know, clean, you know, but, but that, but drugs, when they take a hold, it's just, it's just like, man, it's relentless. And. Oh, sure. And then you got to go back, of course, and do, you know, his, their father's life. What, what did that look like? It, but anyway, this is just a great share. I think the bond, this is a great sort of representation of siblings and how you can bond when, when the one thing that they have and they know they have is the same experience with their parents and it's brought them closer to each other, more reliant on each other, more available to each other. You know, it's just so mm-hmm. thank God they have each other. It's just, yeah. So yeah. Uh, perfect. Wow. Um, Amazing. Yeah. 
Brittany, we love you. Thank you for sharing. That was just the, just, you are amazing. Okay. My name is Sarah, and I have been a fan of your podcast since day one. Aside from the podcast, I have been a fan of your family as long as I can remember. My husband and I dated for over seven years before becoming engaged. And before he popped the question, I used to say that we could be life partners like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Getting to know the two of you and your family dynamics through this podcast confirms that you are as delightful, warm, caring, and close-knit as I have always believed. I would use similar words to describe the dynamics in my own family, and we certainly appreciate a healthy dose of humor with anything in life, which is another reason why I think I've always been such a big fan of yours. I have an older brother, technically half-brother, but we have always referred to each other as full siblings, and two younger sisters— My parents have been married for 30-plus years, and I had a real wholesome, stereotypical Midwestern upbringing. With that being said, as you always say, everyone and every family has their struggles. My older brother is almost eight years older than I, and I found it difficult to remain close to him in our adulthood, which saddens me. One sister is 13 months younger, and the other is almost eight years younger, and we have always been like three peas in a pod. Once we got past the phase of my youngest sister being the annoying one who wanted to pretend she was older than what she was while we were growing up. In recent years, I've seen my sister, my younger sisters struggle with depression, anxiety, eating disorders, alcoholism, thoughts of suicide, and legal issues. As we always say, everyone's got their shit. My heart has been in immense pain at times seeing my sisters hurting and ultimately knowing that I alone cannot take away their pain. On top of being an older protective sister, I am also a mental health professional, which only Mm. adds to the feeling like I should be able to fix them. All of that aside, in my work as a therapist, I serve primarily children and adolescents and feel a great sense of pride and purpose in helping others work through their struggles. You two are a constant companion on my commute to and from work, and I look forward to your episodes every week, almost getting giddy when I see the notification on my phone that a new episode is available. Mm. You two have such a perfect yin and yang dynamic in your conversations, and I appreciate all of the things that your podcast has shed light on, including the light that it brings to my days when other things personally or professionally just seems too sad or tough. Keep up the great work. And I really think that Oliver could have a shot at being a therapist someday. <laughs> I mean, interesting. You know, Much I love, do, Sarah. Interesting, I do need a job. Ollie. Ollie, wow. you could be a therapist or a life coach. Oh God, can I just say something <laughs> imagine, right now? No. Imagine if I gave <laughs> it all up. Just gave I, up the Sarah, entertainment industry. Sarah, that's and very nice of you, but I'm gonna have to <laughs> like very respectfully. <laughs> Um, <laughs> decline. Withdraw my application. Decline your your suggestion. Uh, oh gosh. Oliver that, has a life. Let me tell you something. He if he could if, uh, if he'd show up to the sessions. <laughs> let's just start with that. Uh, right, but I might one, be late. He'd be like on the, on a gondola, like like zooming, like yelling at his kids, <laughs> trying to do a session. Um. That's so But it's funny. interesting, the dynamic here where she is a mental health professional, albeit working with children, you know, and, and adolescents, but 
still, I wonder what that that feeling it that it adds to the helplessness of. Yeah, I I'm trained to help you, and, and I fucking can't. Yeah, I mean well, that's got to be crazy. It's like having a child that you wish you could take their pain away. You think you wish it's like it's like you and I saw you walk in the house the other day. Um, I I kind of like made you come to your friend's house. I was like, you got to come over. Like, what are you doing? And you're like sitting on the couch, whatever. But when you walked in, I just had a sense, an energetic sense, not saying that you were necessarily in that place, but I like saw your, like, I could see like your chest was like, just like holding so much. And I was like, oh, I wish I could just like pull this out of my brother. I just want to like take it like, like, like it's a demon, like it's a, like it's an entity. And I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to just suck it out. I want to like, I want to exercise it out. I want to do it. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't say suck it out. That is inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) I want to like, no, no, (laughs) not me. Like, uh, I, no, I want energetically <laughs> for it to be sucked out. Like, I want... Right, no, I know what you I want to, like... Uh, I want, you know when you have a booger that's, like, really deep in your nose and you, like, get it and it's one of those boogers that you know when it comes out, it's going to feel like it's in your brain and then yeah, yeah, your yeah. entire sinus <laughs> is clean? That's yes. how I felt about your anxiety when I saw you. I wanted to take it and, like, release it so that you can, yeah. like, have a full breath. Uh, that your like Trust body me. was empty, Jesus. right? I wanted your body to feel empty of that, and I know. And 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 I think as a as a sister who cares about a sibling, or or a brother, whatever, um, it's a, it is. It's one of those feelings where you're like, oh, I just want to like help that go away. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I know, but but you you can only do so much, you know. Yeah, I mean? you yeah. You got. It, 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 you know, well, it sounds like I, uh, the headline's going to be weird. Kate Hudson wants to suck the demons out of her brother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I think that's a great headline. Uh, people will definitely want to know what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, that's so, so funny. funny. <laughs> Oh, well, Sarah, I, I I love how much you care. I love the work that you do. We need more mental health professionals out there working with children. And, and uh, yeah, I wish you could say that it's getting better, but it's it's not, unfortunately. So, you know, thanks for that. And, and, um, and I hope your sister's all right. And thank you for writing in. So this was a comment on, on the Apple uh, podcast. And we thought it was it was uh, just nice. So, okay, here we go. I'm a 66 year old woman who has lived my life with severe PTSD. I was physically and emotionally abused as a young girl, and living a so called normal life was just not realistic. I've always felt different, but now I am more aware of why, thanks to inner child work. <laughs> Ooh, I know that's it. by the way. I'd like to actually. Yeah. We should talk to someone who does all that inner child. It's stuff. interesting. Yeah. Um, I have had, I have had three siblings. My youngest brother died from a drug overdose. I am not close to my living brother. He's very closed off to having any relationship. My sister and I are just now trying to get to know each other. We all lived in an abusive home. 
You guys and your open, vulnerable relationship makes me feel sane and somewhat normal. Love you so much, and I look forward to every episode. You guys are so fun. Stay beautiful, Oliver. You are a precious man. Katie, your laughs make me laugh. You both are open and always trying to be better humans. We all need to be kind and love, sometimes from afar. But kindness and love is the answer to living with peace. Hmm. I love getting to know you too. We are all human. We can live a life with forgiveness, love, and kindness without judgment. Enjoy your life with each other. Life's too short for anything else. Oh. Oh, that's so wonderful. I mean, well, I mean, let me reframe that. You know, it's 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 always nice to hear that even when you're experiencing and in the work, like you can tell, like she's clearly Mm -hmm. always she's 66. She's still working. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. we have a friend and she has a lot of PTSD, a lot of stuff. And she's in her 60s and she's Mm -hmm. constantly working. And sometimes I, you know, I'll be talking with her and I'll like kind of like it's like stop and be like. You know, sometimes we don't have to just work so hard. Like the uphill battle of trying, you know, because we're always changing. Like our life, we should always be look like there's no moment in your life where something doesn't need to be kind of worked through something. There's Mm -hmm. always something. Mm -hmm. But when people have really experienced stuff like this, like abuse, and sometimes you work so hard to, to feel light mm-hmm. that the work in itself is adding to the, to the, sometimes you just need to like, yeah, like it's okay to just, Oh yeah. You can overload for sure. Yeah. Like you don't have to work yeah. so hard, like, you know, and, 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 and I, I love what, I love what she's saying about, um, peace and forgiveness. I, 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 I've lately, this is like one of the things I think about a lot because we're living in such a tumultuous, rigid thinking time. Um, and, and I feel like the one thing that we're forgetting about movement and change is forgiveness because it just doesn't, peace cannot exist without that piece of the puzzle. It just cannot. And when she's, it's, when she says that, you know, you have to be able the heart, you have to be able to forgive the hardest things in order to find inner peace. And just mm-hmm. because you forgive doesn't mean that you like, you know, I, I, I say forgiveness, like a, a part of that, you know, you can, you can sort of marry with your faith. A lot of people who have more religious practices or spiritual practices have an easier time for, with forgiveness because they believe that uh, something, you know, are bigger is going, will be like, it's, it's like when someone says, I forgive you because your, 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 your words and your issues are with God, not with me. You know, let God, mm-hmm. let God be, you know, that's a sort of a very kind of Christian, like let God be the sure. ultimate, right? Witness. Right. But you can forgive, but, but I think but that you there's can some- still not associate. Well, yeah, I, I think, I think that, but I think that that's a really beautiful concept, which is don't take on someone else's, even if it's inflicted you, you, even if it's, even if it's challenged you to carry that is to give it power. 
Right. Well, forgiveness is is selfish in a in a way. Right. You're doing it for yourself. I mean, if you forgive and <laughs> let go, like forgive, let go, let God. You know, I think then you can find real peace. Um. You know, I, I it's it's a it's it's a, it's like like our therapist easier. You know, sounds simple, not simplistic because it's so hard. But it's 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 working that process that I think brings people more lightness of being. Right. Well, there's a root to everything, right? There's a root to the pain of, of everyone. And those who didn't get to that root to, to break a cycle will then continue it. Yeah. And then bring and it. And so it's about for, forgiving where they came from, forgiving them based on what their situation was. And again, it doesn't mean you have to associate and become friends or have a new relationship with, but it's just an awareness, a mindfulness of, oh, wait, they went through this and didn't have the capacity to sort of fix themselves. And then they passed it down. I'm going to bring this back full circle because we started this talking about Tina Turner and the abuse that she experienced and watching her documentary <clears throat> And all of that, and 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 when she found Buddhism, and that was when mm-hmm. she started to release and forgive and let go, mm-hmm. and start to look to to let let go of the control and the stop reliving the story, you know. Yep. Yep. Um, and it's a very challenging thing to do, but oh my god. Well, I thanks. Love Thank you. you, everybody. Again, we love the the, the email episodes. Are, I know they're, they're so, so great. They're so they're they're so um, therapeutic. I I, I yeah. it's like I I want to do know. this. You know, I guess that's kind of like the red table talk that J- Jada and the and, and right. Her, right right. It's sort of like there's something so therapeutic about being able to talk about and like lineage. We lose sight of our lineage. I was doing this thing with. Uh, I was, I mean, I was looking through Instagram and, and someone had posted about, and someone had posted about the, this Bill Maher talking mm-hmm. about how people actually revere their elders in most because they're, because of the wisdom, the life that they live, mm-hmm. the, the knowledge that they have and like lineage and how important it is to keep those things. Like, you know, we, we, mm-hmm. we need to like have more reverence for our siblings and our older sibling and our younger, like how we, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say, um, um, the, these, well, I mean, these yeah, episodes, I know you mean. no, no, I'm trying to just, just give me a second. These email episodes <laughs> that that's sort of what I get from it. It's like, I sort of get re- reminded that, that our story, our, our lineage, that's the place we need to actually grow from that's our launching pad it, it and no matter how difficult it is it you need to honor it i know that sounds crazy for people who but like honor it and and then and then you and that's where you launch from and you can launch in any direction you choose any different direction breaking the cycle but like honoring that everything has a story comes from from something learning about it understanding it so that you can make better decisions for yourself. Well, right. You can either continue it or break from it, you know, depending yeah. on what that story is. Yeah, for sure. I love you, my brother. Love you too. That was fun. 
Sibling Revelry is executive produced by Kate Hudson and Oliver Hudson. Producer is Allison Bresnik. Editor is Josh Windish. Music by Mark Hudson, a.k.a. Uncle Mark. If you want to show us some love, rate the show and leave us a review. This show is powered by Simplecast. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.